Blog Talk Radio. Hello, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I want to make sure I was still on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm here. Is Michael still on here? Yeah, I'm here. And is uh, Raymond Henson here? Yes, I'm yeah. here. Okay, is Ms. Bryant, I know her number is 501. Has she uh, called in yet? No. Okay, when she calls in, it's a 501 number. Four one two. Okay. Uh, yeah, but you have a uh, caller on here from area code nine zero three. Is this a guest? Hi. You're live. Uh, Can I talk? Uh, nine zero three is Wayman. Yeah, that's Wayman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. We got everybody then. Take it away. Okay. Uh, thank you very much uh, uh, for the. Allowing us to be on, uh, Marty o- Oakley, who is um, who is the producer of this show and has made it possible for us to bring to the attention of the American public many of the things that are going wrong at USDA. We're fortunate to have uh, tonight. Uh, we should have coming on later, Ms. Evelyn Bryant from Black Farmer from Arkansas. Uh, her husband, Joe Bryant, who passed not too long ago. We have Michael Stovall from Alabama, head of the Independent Black Farmers, who've been on the show a number of times over the over the years, and it, and uh, we appreciate uh, you being here. And we have uh, a focal point. Uh, we have Eddie Slaughter from uh, Georgia. He's here with us tonight, who will be talking about uh, all the things that have been going on with uh, the Warnock letter, all the things that have been going on with his group of black farmers, what has been going on in terms of uh, how things have improved or not improved for black farmers after we waited so long for justice. He will talk about that. And we also have... um, Wayman Henson. Uh, we just got a letter from uh, uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and from Tom Vilsap in response to a letter that was written to uh, Tom Vilsap uh, three months ago. And we are going to, and I think that letter was written on December 10, 2021. And it was just answered on the 25th and to, I think, today or yesterday, which is the 30th or the 31st, we just got an answer. So um, I want to, hopefully, Ms. Bryant is going to join us. Ms. Bryant, are you there? I just talked to her. She's going to call in right now. Okay, that'll be fine. Now, what we're going to do is a little housekeeping. Um, we're going to uh, make sure that... Uh, you don't have any noise in the background 
that would cause interference. But I want to say I want to say thank you all for I thank Marty Oakley uh, for allowing us to be a part of her show so for so many years now. But I want to thank all the all of you all for coming on, uh, spending your time, precious time, to bring to our listening public many of the issues and concerns that still is unresolved at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. You all can uh, deal with the history, but the inequities that are going on at USDA, the Equity Commission, the letter, Warnock letter, the fact that um, uh, Vilsap is not doing anything about the institutional fixes at USDA. We are talking about how the county committee system is still in existence and nothing being done. How the the office of OGC, of general counsel, how it controls the civil rights process. How the many complaints in the thousands have not been addressed. And a one thing that we will be talking about is the inequity and the lack of justice for black farmers who are still losing their land, who are still losing their wealth. And many of them have transitioned because of the abuse that we have at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, first, I would like possible, um, let's start with, and I'll let you all introduce yourselves. Uh, Eddie Slaughter will be first, uh, Michael Stovall next. Hopefully, Ms. Bryant, will, if she's not here, hopefully she is, we'll have her to uh, join us. Ms. Bryant, are you here? Yes, I'm here. Okay, Ms. Bryant, um, ladies always first. We would like for you to introduce yourself and let, let us, for two or three few minutes, tell us about um, what you and your husband have gone through and at the at the hands of the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and we'll take a deep dive in some of the other areas later on. So please introduce yourself to our listening public, and thank you for being on tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Evelyn Bryan. I'm now living in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Uh, me and my husband, we farmed for over 42 years. Uh, we started out with 200 acres, and we were able to uh, increase to 2,500 acres, but then uh, we had a mishap with a farmer's home. Uh, before we got to the 2,500 acres, we had a mishap with farmer's home. But we we were determined. My husband was a very determined man, and he was determined that he was going to make it work because his father was a farmer, and he farmed for over 40 years himself. So we have a son that's still in farming. He's uh, having a hard go of it, but he's, he's determined, like his dad, to make things work if that's possible because that's, that's just his what he loved doing. He could have chosen to do something else, but he loved farming, so he stuck with it. But uh, because of um, all the hardship and all the stress that we went through to try to maintain our farm and keep our operation going. Uh, it was just, it took a toll on my husband. But we still, the 200 acres that we started with, we still got it. We're, we're hoping that uh, we can make it stay in the family, what, we, what we're working on, making it stay in the family. And I don't know what all else you want me to cover, but there's so much that I can cover. Uh, I'll just well, pause here. Well, we, we're going to be talking about uh, the racism, the abuse of farmers, and and you mentioned the word mishap. I would like to you later on to talk about what you consider the mishap was with USDA. Uh, but thank you, okay. and we, we'll, you'll get an opportunity. And feel free at any point in time 
to when a person is finished, if you have something to add to it, and that means for all of you, feel free to add in. This is a very free-flowing conversation about USDA. I would next like to introduce uh, Michael Stovall, uh, formerly with the Independent Black Farmers of Arkansas, uh, of uh, Alabama. Uh, Michael, can you tell our listening public a little about you? And uh, of course, we know you have a lot to add uh, later on. So try to do this in about two or three minutes. We appreciate it. Good afternoon. My name is Michael Stovall. I'm a fourth generation of farmers here in, in Town Creek, Alabama. Uh, we started the Independent Black Farmers several years ago, and we kind of joined the down, but we're still, still out here, still trying to get justice for all black farmers in the United States of America. Uh, I live in Town Creek. I've been fighting the USDA for 20 years. Um, that's all I have to say. Thank you very oh, much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you, you'll get a chance to uh, fill in and, and join in into what we're going to have, which is a conversation. I'm purposely leaving Eddie Slaughter last. Uh, Mr. Henson from the uh, Coalition uh, Justice for Black Farmer Group, um, uh, Wayman, can you give a, just a brief overview and what you are prepared to uh, offer us today in this conversation. Sure. Uh, my, my name is Wayman Henson. I'm a retired uh, academician, uh, 26 years in the academy at three different universities. I've been involved with the Black Pharma movement since uh, 1994 when I was hired as an expert witness to represent four of the first 15 farmers who settled with the USDA pre-Pickford. Uh, since that time, I've been involved with BIFA in a variety of ways, and about a year ago, Sean Hill and I co-produced a film called um, I'm Just a Layman in Pursuit of Justice, Black Farmers Fight uh, Against USDA. And, and I thank you, uh, Lawrence, for the way you've played that trailer in so many different places. The specific thing that, that I bring to this conversation at night is uh, that of having read through several times Warnock's letter to Vilsack, Vilsack's letter to Warnock, and what's within those two letters and what's glaringly absent uh, those two letters. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, we uh, now have, and I purposely, because a lot of this conversation is going to be around what's been going on in Georgia, uh, the conversations that the black farmers have been having and, and what they're feeling and the, the fact that there were, there were meetings that were not held because it didn't deal with all the black farmers. And the letter that I think if it were not for the work of uh, Eddie Slaughter and his group of farmers, uh, which uh, are all around the country and not just from Georgia, uh, he's going to give us and he's going to lead us into this long conversation that we're going to have. And he has a lot of input into what's going on. And I thank all of you all, and I, I thank uh, uh, Mr. Eddie Slaughter, farmer from uh, Georgia, for being on tonight. Uh, Eddie, uh, tell us a little about you, and you're going to you're going to go into talking about what this real this conversation that we're having tonight is going to be all about. Thank you. Yes, my name is Eddie Slaughter. I'm a fourth-generation farmer here in Venom Vista, Georgia. Uh, the, I think that where we've got to be is the fact that when 90% of black Americans vote, they vote for the Democratic Party. But when we look at the Democratic have a lot of Dixocrats posing as Democrats, and that's the problem we have with uh, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack. The same thing that he was doing when he was serving under the Obama administration, that same racist attitude is still there. You know, and when Obama signed a $1.25 billion settlement, and they turned it over to Tom Vilsack, not one black farmer. Not one 
received justice, but the lawyers ran away with $90 million. And I think that uh, when you have dictocrats uh, such as Tom Vilsack and you look at how badly wrong and how badly he has deliberately did this, when they signed the uh, American Rescue Plan Act, and I had Section 1005, he deliberately drug his feet. And we had told Senator Warnock and others that returning this over to Tom Vilsack, you know, that was just as bad as turning it over to the, you know, the Fox Gardening Hen House again. And we didn't receive justice then, and we're convinced that we're not going to receive justice now. The only way that we can win, regardless of how much the evidence shows, if you don't remove Tom Vilsack as the Secretary of Agriculture and ask for his resignation, we will not receive justice. And it's been going on for 25 years, and uh, I might, might as well say 10, 9, 10 of those years has been with this same Tom Vilsack, you know. And when uh, when we uh, approached uh, Senator Raphael Warnock about the letter that he wrote on December the 10th, uh, 2021, explaining all of the things that he had concerned with, and especially with implementing the uh, American Rescue Plan Act. And, uh, you know, he didn't give a response for over 90 days, and when he finally gave a response, he covered one of the major issues that was at hand. So uh, when we realized that in going into 2022, and we still have those attitudes of George Wallace, uh, governor of Alabama, Abu Connor, the chief of police in Birmingham, Alabama, you realize that we have not come that far. And he still has that same attitude. And it's no more than a skin game to them. Because what he do, he's putting all this money and all of these uh 5013C programs and community-based organizations. That's to make sure that he do not give the justice the direct payments to black farmers. And in that uh, 1006, it says that uh, this money would be to technical assistance and outreach. And so uh, they got, I think he got 20 organizations that he gave $75 million to and spread it out among them from $2 million to $10 million each. But then when it comes to the other side of that, black farmers that have suffered past discrimination, there was also entitled for them to get direct payments. And he has not done one, not one black farmer has received any kind of direct payment for the uh, past discrimination that they had suffered. And so it's evidence that this guy has done this under the Obama administration, and he gets his bad over the uh, Joe Biden administration. And for them to look at it and not consider, if he doesn't be removed, then again, we'll be denied justice. Well, t- tell me this. The letter that is dated 25 um uh, 25, 2022, it alludes to uh, the letter kind of has a tone uh, from the U.S. Department of Agriculture signed by Secretary Vilsap. It seems the tone of the letter is that he has answered and addressed all the questions and that farmers are being serviced and farmers are getting the kind of technical assistance that they need. Um, is the issue uh, technical assistance that farmers need, or is it something else? Uh, Ms. Uh, I'm going to let no, Ms. Bryan answer that, but then, but then I'm going to get back to you, Eddie, on that. Ms. Bryan, what do you think about um, what is going on at USDA in terms of this whole issue of technical assistance and paying, um, uh, giving money to other farm groups and not solving the cases and giving debt relief to black farmers. Could you kind of give me your opinion on that? And then I'm going to, I want, uh, Eddie, I want you to chime in later. All right. Ms. Bryant? Evelyn. 
Yes, I'm sorry, I had myself muted. Uh, speaking of technical assistance, there are some farmers that may need technical assistance, but we need the money. We need the money, and that's what we're not getting. We can get the technical assistance, and that still won't help the problem if they're not giving, uh, allocating money to black farmers where it would go into their hands and they will be able to implement it and paying off their debt that they owe USDA and then having money to continue to uh, uh, put into their crops to make them work. Because if, you, if they keep talking about technical assistance, the farmer is going to continue to lose their land and go out of business because they, technical assistance is something that USDA helps everybody with, not just black farmers but they're not giving money to the black farmers to be implemented in the way it should be implemented. Uh, thank you. Uh, Eddie, um, what, is your, what is your view, and, what, and you're, you're representing farmers throughout the southern region, all, all around the southern region and across the country. What is your take on this, on this approach, uh, the tone of the letter, as well as this whole issue of technical assistance to black farmers as though that is going to solve black farmers' problems. Help me out here. Well, you know, uh, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack saying the problem that we have is that black farmers don't know how to fill out their applications to qualify for farmers' agency uh, financing and loans. And that is absolutely not the truth. You know, when they keep on pressing technical assistance reach, it's not going to do you no good to sit down with somebody, fill out an application and turn it in, and the person you turn it into is certainly not looking at giving you a loan in the first place. So that all of that technical assistance outreach, you throw away millions and millions of dollars in that, but direct payments to black farmers that can really make a difference in their situation, that's missing in action. And this is deliberate. That's why he got the equity commission, and he got all these other things. And his thing is that we're not being able to fill out the application correctly, so therefore that's the reason why we're being denied loans. When, in fact, the reason why we're being denied loans is the person we turn the application in. It's the problem. It's not the technical assistance, not the outreach. And out of all that money they have spent, what, $75 million in technical assistance and outreach? Not one penny or one dollar will do anything to help black farmers in this situation. He knows yeah. this. He knows it. Okay. Well, uh, Michael Stovall, uh, what do you think about this whole issue of technical assistance? Uh, and you do have this whole idea that um, – uh, Elizabeth Warren was falsely told that the reason why black farmers are losing land, uh, she was told at one point, and, and we convinced her otherwise, that the, the problem is heirs' property. The problem, but nobody uh, talks about fixing the county committee system. Uh, can you kind of cover a touch on the technical assistance, the heirs' property, and this whole problem that we have with the county committee system? Michael. Okay, I had a problem getting this thing off of mute. When, they, when you when you put it on mute, the phone go all kind of different direction. Then you have to get back to the call. Okay. The problem is, in a nutshell, Biden knows what he was doing when he put Bill Staff in there. Number one, and in the last administration, they they refused to do anything for Black farmers. And it shouldn't be anything about technical system filling out the application because that's a lie. Black farmers have been denied from day one for many years. I have 29 years of discrimination with a finding of discrimination. The USDA have plotted to take black farmers' land. And when it comes down to technical system, all this humble-bummer bullshit that they're putting out there, it's not real. And this, this administration have failed the black farmers just like the last administration, just like Barack Obama's administration. Because if they would have fixed Pickford one, they wouldn't have needed a Pickford two. Yes. Because Pickford one was screwed up and 
black farmers still hadn't got justice. The lawyers run off with the money. Farmers got fifty thousand, a few of and a few of them got debt relief and got debt restored back on. It's a game that they're playing. And Warnock, Booker, and all those guys can only do so much. But when you've got the president of the United States upholding Bill Sapp, putting him in position when everybody voted him down, and everybody pleaded him not to put that man in position, he put him in the anyway. So the buck stops at him, and he needs to be held accountable what he is allowing to go on. Black farmers going to continue to suffer till they get their cases resolved and it's the problem the USDA is fixed. We're going to still have this problem. They're looking for every excuse not to do the right thing. And that's the problem, right? Thank you. Eddie, um, can you kind of shed some light on uh, some of what has been said already and anything you want to add to to this conversation? Well, I have come to the conclusion after the Obama administration, and that was two terms with uh, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack, anybody with any kind of reasonable understanding that we're not going to receive justice under Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack. Me, myself, and us, and many of the farmers that I talk around the country, you know, if you can't uh, have him to resign and remove himself, then you are going to go through what we went through for the last 25 years. He coming up here with all of these equity commissions and all of these things, but he's one thing he made sure that he didn't do, give direct payments to the black farmer because that will start solving the problem. You know, he is the one when uh, we're the only people in America that the Senate can write legislation into law, send it down to the House, uh, uh, the Congress, and they approve it. Then the president signed it. We're the only people in America that can't receive justice after the three top government agreed to this what we could do because they turned it over to Tom Vilsack, and he immediately started slow walking it while he hoping that somebody's going to intervene. And when he had for us to go back, and now we got to qualify to be eligible, so I got to write in and prove that I am a socially disadvantaged black farmer, farmer of color. While he plays this game here, then they come and start filing these lawsuits after a hundred and some days when he could have went and had paid everybody paid in the first two to three weeks that it was signed. This was by design. This is deliberate. You know, then they're going to say, well, there was the conservatives and the Republicans. No, it was that, you know, the Grand Wizard himself, Tom Vilsack, you know, the Dixocrat that they got over the United States Department of Agriculture. This is the man that's held responsible. This is why we have not been, this is why we have not seen the justice. And in all these people around the country think, oh, Lord, these black farmers have borrowed all this money from USDA. Now they want everybody to go and bail them out. That's not, we're not asking for welfare. We're asking for just compensation for the injustice we suffered. And that's what it was. You know, they agreed that we had been discriminated against. And they agreed that they was going to discharge the debt. And it has not happened. I'm of the opinion now that I don't see no better with the Democrats than I see with the Republicans. You know, in my opinion, after going through this for, for 25, 30 years, they're the same people. I don't see no difference in Tom Vilsack being the Grand Wizard and uh, 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 George Wallace of Alabama talking about segregation now, tomorrow, and forever. The same mentality goes with them as it is with Tom Vilsack today. Okay, thank you. Uh, Ms. Bryant, um, I know there have been a, quite a few things said. Uh, is there anything you want to add to part of the conversation? And I have a question for you, but uh, do you have anything you want to express 
from your point of view and uh, for the farmers in Arkansas and around the country? Well, I agree with Mr. Slaughter. I think it's a game that they're playing. It, it, it hasn't improved. What they've done hasn't improved anything for the black farmers. It's like it's just a game in order to make it appear that they're trying to help the black farmers, but then it turn around that the black farmers is not doing enough for themselves. And that's, that's not true. All black farmers that I know, they work hard at trying to make their farming operation work. All they need for USDA to finance them, just like they do the white farmers. I, we've had, before my husband passed, there was a white farmer that told him that he has seen that discrimination going on in USDA. And he, he wanted to help my husband get a loan by him getting it for him. But they didn't go through that. They didn't go through that. So it, it, it's a game. It's a game to take the land from the black farmers and put it back where it was over 50 years ago, over 100 years ago. Thank you. Did um, and your involvement, and this is an open question for every everyone. Uh, this county committee system process, which has not been corrected and has not been addressed, um, do you think that the county committee system, as is still structured, and and from what I gather, you now have. Um, blacks on the county committee system. Can you kind of tell what the meat of the problem is in rural America as it relates to the county committee system? Um, and and if you, I'd like to have your view on it. And then I want to quickly go to um, Mr. Slaughter on that on that issue. Well, I just want to okay. say one thing. Oh, one thing I want to say about the commodity. commodity uh, the, uh, the county committee system, that's nothing but an instrument of racism. It's eyes on who can and who can't own land. And that's what it has been and that's what it has always been. Who can and who can't own land. And that system has, and the reason why it's so bad, because these are not USDA employees. So they're not held responsible for their actions. They can do anything they want to do as wrong as they want to do. And this idea about putting blacks on the county committee system and they are there as an advisory committee, they have no voting power, that is nothing but a joke. That is nothing but a joke and a sideshow. Ms. Bryant? That's what I, uh, yes, I'll add to that. And they put minority farmers, they put farmers, not minority farmers, they put black on the county committee that is not in farming. They have no clue as to what they're talking about. They just uh, a spot that's on there because they want to get a minority on the county committee. But their voice is not heard or they don't have a voice. They just there taking up a seat. But if you get some farmers on there and then give them the right to, to vote, let their vote count towards something, then that will improve the whole system. But the county committee, to me, it's a joke. Well, well tell me let, this. Let, let me let Go ahead, let me well. speak about the, let me speak about the county committee. If you take five socially disadvantaged farmers and you take three regular farmers of whatever color, and you can make a determination who qualify for a loan and who not qualify for a loan based on their a farming experience based on their credit history and based overall. See, what they do, they'll pick one or two black farmers that farm in six, 7,000 acres of land, and they'll pick these white farmers that's farming five and 6,000 acres of land. And then they'll get a social disadvantaged farmer to come in there with limited amount of credit, limited amount of farm experience, and deny them of his loan. That's the way they play that game. Mm-hmm. They play that game and, uh, just like that because. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's something that uh, uh, Lawrence that I want to say on the 
behalf of the black farmers in Georgia. I have spoken to Senator Warfia Warnock, and he was not interested in all of the black farmers in the country. And we was making it very clear that uh, when you are talking about black farmers, if you're only concerned about those in Georgia and you're a U.S. senator, you represent all, all people in the United States. When we look at Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, you know, Texas, uh, Kansas, uh, Florida, Georgia, all of these farmers, we've been trying to convince him that if you want support and everything, you have to realize that you and I, if you, every time you set up a, 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 a conference call or a Zoom call with the White House and it's only with Georgia or you have a, a, a conference call and you only include Georgia farmers, it makes it look like that you are trying to separate us from the rest of them. And I've been trying to convince him and his staff that, you know, this is, this is divisive, this is not the way it to be, and that all of us, we only have two uh, black senators in the history that is now sitting on the House Agriculture Committee in the Senate. And they need to know that all people of color, all black people, all black farmers in all the states in the United States, they represent them because they're the only one that look like them. And I'm so very sorry that that message has not got clear with them yet. And I apologize for me and most black farmers. We are definitely disappointed in that whole situation and attitude. Okay. In addition to that, um, you opened that door and I was going to open it next. One thing that's associated with this situation, um, black farmers had an opportunity to go, uh, and I want, want you to give some clarity to this, how long it was ago, uh, had an opportunity to meet Vilsap in Georgia. Uh, can you tell me what went on with the black farmers and, and the discussions that were held with with groups of farmers, and how did you come to the conclusion that you had the opportunity to meet Vilsap face-to-face to deal with the problem? Tell me why you did not and the black farmers did not uh, take the opportunity to go down to Georgia and meet with the secretary who is supposed to be there to help you. Uh, help me out and give me some clarity on that. Well, first of all, when it came out, we let them know that uh, we're united as black farmers across the country, not just Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana, North, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, and that all uh, it take all of us are one when it comes to the injustice that's up in Georgia. We suffer that same injustice in Arkansas and Tennessee and Kentucky. And so... We said because they only wanted black farmers from Georgia to participate, we feel like it was a, a, a device to divide the farmers and make it look like uh, that uh, he has this idea that he's only concerned with black farmers in Georgia. But what you need to understand that all farmers in America are suffering the same thing. And I expressed it to his staff that it was very divisive, and I wasn't going to attend that meeting in Atlanta, Georgia, because we needed to have everybody represented there, which I wanted to attend because I wanted to confront Bill Sack about the racist attitude that he had and the racist stuff he did to Eddie and Dorothy Wise in Whitaker, North Carolina, the stuff he did when he fired uh, Shirley Gerard, and we got a Stephanie Jackson right there in uh, uh, Fort Valley, Georgia, that do all of these things and try to foreclose on black farmers and adverse uh, actions that he take, trying to take their peanut allotment and trying to take their payments for the cotton and everything, and he does nothing. So it looked like it's all right if you black. It's, you know, he's going to punish you, and you're going to reprimand, he's going to fire you. But when it comes to black, he, uh, white uh, uh, people doing these same wrongs, he looks the other way. So I, but I, I did not go because I thought it was the right thing for us to do, and we all agreed that we was not going simply because we needed to have all the farmers all over the country represented, and it make it look like we are uh, a bunch of turncoats when we leave our brothers 
God, and we just going to fight from us. Even that uh, country called the other day to the White House with only uh, black farmers from Georgia. That is wrong. It's device, and it's something that I hope that the senator look at and changes his mind on. Okay. Um, Ms. Bryant, uh, what is your view on um, the meeting, and what is your take on what is going on at USDA, and what is your position as it relates to not uh, confronting Vilsap and that meeting that was held or was supposed to be held for farmers in Georgia. What, do you, what is your th- what is your take and what is your thinking on that? Well, I, I, I feel the same way, and I, I hate to keep saying I feel the same way as Mr. Slaughter, but he said it perfectly, that it's a divisive thing that they had with the farmers to separate them, because if it's only going to be for farmers in Georgia, then the farmers in the other states lose out. It's not uh, a, it's not a competitive thing between black farmers. We want all black farmers to get their just due and to be recognized and heard. So uh, if if we all can't have a representative there or be there, then he needs to come up with another device. Thank you. Um, Michael Stovall, um, I know you've kind of been distant over the years, but uh, you've been hearing what both Mrs. Bryant and uh, Eddie Slaughter said. What is your take on this, on what's going on at USDA from your viewpoint in Alabama and the farmers you talk to? Well, it's divided to conquer. That's the way they do when they want to – uh, quieting down some of the farmers. That's the tactic they've been using for many years. And um, what had happened is Bill Sapp then talked to Warnock and told him what he's willing to do and what he's not willing to do. But that all this stuff was a plot to control and divide the black farmers across the United States of America. If we as black farmers would take some time and go to Washington, D.C. and stand as long as we have to so the world can see what the USDA have done to black families, black farmers all across the United States, what it's going to take. We can't sit back any longer and allow them to take the next generation of land. And that's what they attempt to do. And why not is setting up there, listen to Bill Steps, divide and conquer these farmers. And that's what he has told him to do. And Warnock got to realize, you the Senate, you over the Ag Committee. You part of the Senate Ag Committee. You represent farmers all over the United States of America. I hope you see that. You need to pay attention to your position. You not only represent Georgia, you represent all the farmers over the United States of America. Uh, thank you. Um, Eddie, there's been a lot of talk, and I think there's going to be a lot of talk around uh, the response that uh, USDA, uh, that USDA, i.e. Tom Vilsap, re- responded to Raphael, Raphael Warnock on March 25th. Um, I want uh, to first, let's let, um, uh, before you give your analogy, I want to allow Wayman Henson from our group to kind of give a just a quick overview as to what he see in terms of what was asked for in the letter and Bill Sapp's response. Uh, Wayman, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, before before doing a very quick dive into that, let me just say that I resonate very deeply with what uh, the farmers are saying around the, the table tonight, Lawrence, because in my research and data gathering and listening to stories through the years, I could tell you five or six stories 
right off the top of my head about how how setups were made so that the county supervisor knew that the land was about to be foreclosed upon. The bank knew about it before the farmer knew about it. And the farmer was advised the year before to buy even more equipment, get even more land, uh, so he could get more loans, and the next year they foreclose on him. It was a big setup. And so that kind of thing is going on around the country. So white people like me have a hard time believing, but we really have to come to believe it, that there is a plot to take the land away from black people. Uh, it's like manifest destiny, uh, taking land away from Indians, uh, reconstruction, black farmers got the land. Uh, there was a greater, there's a strong ratio between black people in our country and the amount of acreages that black people owned and worked. And that number has declined precipitously over the years. But, but back to the, to the question at hand, Warnock talks in his letter uh, with a passion for farmers because he has listened to them. So I want to give him credit for that. The second thing I would want to say in response to what Vilsack says is that the farther removed we are from the land, the more dispassionate we are about it. And so Vilsack is sitting in what you would call an echo chamber, talking to people who talk like him, think like him, look like him. And so he's speaking to them and he doesn't really do a dive into some of the issues that Warnock is talking about and that um, uh, farmers from Georgia and Alabama and Arkansas are concerned about. So, so he, here's what's not in Bill Sachs' response to Senator Warnock. Number one, debt relief was only loosely tied in uh, Bill Sachs' letter to 1005, and he doesn't say he doesn't own the slow walking thing because he had we know before the president signed the bill all the way through to that first um frivolous and racist white lawsuit he had plenty of time to get these things underway so he doesn't claim responsibility for that and i think he'll avoid that what he does say is that payments are held up in the courts but he doesn't say what USDA and DOJ are, talking, are, are doing with regard to fighting it. Number two, there is no mention in Bill Sachs' letter about debt relief in Section 1006. Now, we know, Lawrence, from one of our friends in, in a, a conference call last week, that there uh, is over $933 million dollars left in uh in in the in section uh, 1006 so those dollars could easily be used for debt relief and that's what we've been talking about and we worked to get that in the bill uh the number that we used was 750 50 uh, million so 933 is there there's uh, there's an over focus a hyper focus the way we've said around the conference table tonight on technical assistance, because Bill Sack believes that if farmers, just black farmers, just knew how to fill out those forms correctly, that the number of acceptances would go up, the number of rejections would go down. But I think that's a crop. Um, and everybody that I know says we don't need any more technical assistance. We need debt relief to get uh, their their foot off of our necks. There's the lack of articulation, appreciation, respect from Bill Sack to Warnock in terms of the damages that have been done to black farmers from the land loss, loss of generational wealth. In other words, he speaks like a dispassionate administrator who's in a really nice office somewhere in D.C. Uh, I would venture to guess that he hasn't been on any black farmer's land in forever. Um, he speaks not across the country, but specifically focusing upon Georgia. And what he tells uh, Senator Warnock, he reminds Senator Warnock about the Equity Commission, about the money that's been uh, given to um, uh, NGOs, 
and how there are 10 organizations in Georgia that are giving out technical assistance, giving money that's been funded from uh, Section 1006. And then there's nothing there about transparency, nothing about addressing internal systemic processes, nothing about accountability, nothing about owning and claiming that slow walking process that, that we, we know that he did. So, so those are some clear absences from his letter to, to Senator Warnock, and there's some things that he omitted some things that he embellished that um, are really pretty ridiculous. So, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he also makes a big to-do, Vilsack does, about uh, showing up there uh, to having meetings with farmers and other people, uh, calls them producers, and then how there was a Zoom call uh, in early February uh, that addressed some of the same things. So he thinks he's doing a good job of addressing needs of black farmers across Georgia uh, when we know he's not. So th- that's my that's my brief take on, on the letter, Lawrence. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Eddie, um, now uh, let's have a, a, a conversation about that. Uh, Eddie, I know you, you and the farmers were looking for something great to come from this letter. Uh, I hope Ms. Bryant has seen it. And, uh, and, but can you give us a feel for what you think and what you think the farmers feel about this letter and this response and what you want to add to this, this part of the conversation at this time? Well, it took him over uh, three months to answer Senator Warfield, not one off, but he never addressed none of the serious issues that we was looking for. And he deliberately jumped over Section 1006, because after he done somebody he given all his money to these ten organizations in uh, Georgia, well, is that the case? Yeah, where, are they, where are they at? Because I don't know no black farmers that's been dealing with any of them. You know, they give all this money for technical assistance and outreach, but where, where, where the, far- the farmers don't have no dealings with these people, and I know not one penny is going to go to help them. Here's the problem that you had, is that it also said in 1006 that for farmers that have suffered past discrimination, there was direct payments to them. And this here is the planting season right at the, you know, and we were saying this would be the perfect time for us to at least start it where we could get back into farming the ones that they have ran out of farming. And then, too, you know, if the Democratic Party was serious about wanting to help black farmers and they want our support, then why can't you go into the Commodity Credit Corporation and pay all those black farmers there and everything? Or you can go right there if you had, had Bill Sack removed. You could go to the Secretary of Agriculture, and he did. I know this can happen because it did to me when the, uh, under the, uh, the Trump administration with Sonny Perdue as the Secretary of Agriculture. He went and discharged $265,000 worth of my debt. He discharged it, wrote it off, got rid of it, and, and, and all that he did it was with a pen. So we know that this can't happen. The reason why it can't happen is because they don't want it to happen. But Sonny Perdue wiped out $265,000 of my debt two years ago under the uh, Trump administration. So I know they can do it because they've done it in my case. And I understand there was a couple of other cases that might have been done like that. You know, the, unfortunately, the thing is that they wanted me to sing his praises, but like I told him, when Secretary... Uh, Sonny Perdue did did wipe out the debt. He saw that I had been wrong, and he righted the wrong. That was his job. So I don't owe them nothing but for you doing what was right and what was your job. And I'm saying right now, if, if the only way that we are going to receive justice is that they're going to have to ask for his resignation or either the president going to have to relieve him of his duties. But as long as Tom Bill's like that, he knows what he's done. This ain't the first time he's been involved in racism. You know, he when he left the, 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 as the governor of Iowa, he had over five 6,000 black people that had uh, filed discrimination against him. So 
So he liked playing the skin game. And he is very good at the skin game. But he ain't put up. If they don't understand that if they get rid of the Dixocrats in the Democratic Party, because how are we going to uh, accept racism in the Democratic Party when it was the Republicans? Then I drug them through the mud and tarred and feathered them and ran them out of town by now. Okay. So Tom Vilsack, being the Grand Wizard, they allow him to stay there and continue to abuse us, you know. And I think for them to allow it to happen, and when you're in a position of authority, you see what they're doing to black men and women. And you're there, and you're, uh, you know, you're looking like us, and you're allowing it to happen. You're encouraging him to continue this injustice with us. Okay, well, well, thank you very much, Andy. I would like uh, uh, we're getting we're down to about five minutes uh, in the show, and I would like to get a quick comment, one or two minutes from uh, uh, Ms. Bryant and also um, Michael Stovall. Um, uh, Ms. Bryant, what okay. is your take on all I, this? I I didn't read. Uh, all through the letters and the information that you gave me, but I think that they need to design a, a strategy or a plan and implement it, not just set aside money for organizations to have money for uh, technical assistance, but set aside money to uh, relieve the farmers of the debt that they are behind in on the ones that they're getting ready to foreclose on or, or, or don't have enough money to pay off their loans. They need to strategize, come up with a plan to assist the farmers in a way that is going to benefit them, not just talk. We should be done with talk. But they should strategize and come up with a plan. And if not, uh, 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 get rid of Bill uh, Sachs. I really don't know why he was brought back in anyway, but that's another whole story. But they need someone that's going to work with the people to give them what they need. Thank you very much. Um, Michael, you got two minutes, two or three minutes here, only two minutes. Well, the plan was to take the land, and they brought Bill Staff back in to take the land. Uh, when uh, the Democrat Party agreed to come in, write a bill to relieve the black farmers of the debt and also settle cases. Bill Sapp refused to do that. So at the end of the day, these black farmers need to be paid just due process and paying them what they actually owe them because of discrimination. And it's not past discrimination. The discrimination is still going on. Okay, thank you. Uh, Wayman, um, you gotta, uh, you take a minute to kind of take just one minute to kind of give your your drift on and a little overview as to what you think we'll face uh, as we move forward with the uh, USDA. Well, I think uh, I think we need to keep the heat on Bill Sack to resign. I really appreciate Eddie the uh, letter that you and your uh, team out of uh, Georgia wrote. That was an incredible letter. I think the second thing that needs to happen with all of us, not just with the Georgia Georgia farmers, but I think we need to turn the heat up on uh, Senator Warnock to help him to get the message, to get on message with us and help him to challenge uh, Vilsack and the administration and I think uh, those of us who work with the coalition, Lawrence, need to keep on hammering on the White House door. We really need to get inside the White House to be able to talk to Biden about the uh, disregard that Vilsack has for people of color, for black people in particular, and how it's costing uh, the Democratic Party. We may never return uh, after this debacle. Yeah, and, and I want to thank you very much. And I want to say that uh, our request to meet uh, with the president on this issue, uh, we're not going in just our group. We're doing this because we want to take uh, black farmers and representatives and advocates for black farmers to a meeting and have a similar meeting like that of the meeting that we had uh, when President Clinton decided to listen to the farmers and brought about the settlement of Pickford uh, One. 
Marty, uh, I know we don't have but a minute left. I want to thank all my guests for being on, and we're going to have to do this again. Uh, We now have... I want to also make an announcement that on Harold Bell's uh, Speak the Truth show, uh, supported by Black Men in America, next week, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, we're going to have a Zoom call. Uh, and I want to thank uh, Mr. Bell for having a, uh, having the Black Farmers on, and he's going to spend an hour to deep dive into what you all think and what you all want from USDA. So, um, uh, Marty, do you have anything to say? I just want to say thank to all of you all for being on, and I'm sorry for rushing you and cutting you off at this time. Marty Oakley. Hello, Marty. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that we're still on air. Uh, Marty, are you there? Okay. Well, the only thing I can say is uh, we are right at the top of the hour, and I want to thank all of you all for being on, and I'm looking forward to you all being on this uh, very uh, interesting um, Zoom call and allow black farmers to speak to America on a Zoom call coming up on uh, week after next on the show, uh, Harold Bell, Speak the Truth, and I thank you for tonight, and thank you for being on, and good night. Thank you. Everybody have a night.